0: It's recording! Okay. Hello. <laughs> my name is Naomi, and I'm a student currently studying in Toronto, Canada. And I'm kind of like the founder of this project and podcast. Hi, my name is Sonia. I am
1: Ukrainian and Canadian, 18 years old, and a freshman at Minerva University. Okay,
0: so I founded this podcast kind of to address the attention fatigue That I think is happening a lot uh, in the West and especially where I go to school and therefore like the community that I'm in and how kind of this prolonged war is losing the momentum that it had in the beginning. And it's definitely already lost some that just kind of we won't get back. But I think having this podcast as a point of contact in especially North America, but just like Europe in general could really help continue the movement and the support for Ukraine. So Sonia and I met, we met at PSI, at Patera School International in Kiev, Ukraine. And I lived in Kyiv up until last year. Um, So up until the very beginning of ninth grade, when we moved to Canada. I was born in Kyiv, I was raised there. I just lived my entire life uh, in Ukraine. And my Background is also Ukrainian.
1: Naomi, I'm not sure if you remember. We actually met earlier than that. Um, I was also born in Cave, uh, and I moved when I was four. Naomi does not remember at all, I'm sure, but I definitely met her as a child. I remember seeing her and her little pink table and her little Play-Doh dentist set. Um, but I'm sure she doesn't recall. We really got to know each other later on when we were both studying at PSI.
0: Great. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying. We go way back. We do. We do. Yeah, so I and I worked on a ton of projects at school, and we've, we've become quite close, I think, over the years. And I wanted to address the question of where I'm from. I'd say that I definitely struggle with that in terms of, like labeling my identity. My mom is the daughter of Ukrainian immigrants. Um, My dad is the son of Polish, Lithuanian, and Ukrainian immigrants. And I spent my whole life in Ukraine up until literally last year. So I have this kind of like deep-rooted connection and love for Ukraine, obviously. And I think during the war, I've questioned that a little bit.
1: Yeah I definitely struggle with the exact same issue and as a freshman in college this is something when you first meet people they're like where are you from? And for me I knew that was going to be a problem. I hadn't introduced myself or been to a new school in six years so coming and starting university I really had to think about how I was going to introduce myself and especially in terms of my nationality because other aspects of my identity are a lot more straightforward, but nationality is not so easy for me. Um, my background is similar to Naomi. My dad is Ukrainian by ethnicity and origin, and he is the grandson of immigrants. So both of his parents were born in Canada, uh, but he grew up in a in a Ukrainian language speaking community, going to Ukrainian Orthodox church, doing all the holidays. But this was all while Ukraine, like his whole upbringing was while Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. So he was from the Ukraine and they were just very tied to their regional identity. And my mom's side of the family, my mom was born in Ukraine, both her parents were born in Ukraine. She had only moved away from Ukraine when I was four years old, when my family moved to Canada. So I was born in Kiev. I have a Ukrainian passport. Both my parents are Ukrainian by ethnicity, completely 100% Ukrainian. But then I wasn't in Ukraine my whole life the way Naomi was. I missed the ages of 4 to 12 years old, so I'm not super comfortable with the language. I don't have a lot of connection to the city as much as people that lived there their whole lives would. But I don't have another nationality to identify myself as. Yes, I lived in Canada a little. I do have a Canadian passport, so I guess I'm Canadian. I lived in Jordan for two years and I speak Arabic better than I speak Ukrainian. Does that make me Jordanian? Absolutely not. So at this point, I've settled for saying Ukrainian and Canadian rather than trying to say Ukrainian-Canadian because that really has this connotation of um, Ukrainian diaspora. in North America saying Ukrainian-Canadian or Ukrainian-American that I just don't really resonate with. Uh, It's
0: for sure my mom was raised in this hyper ukrainian community like they went to church every sunday they like she played bandura for her entire life she took like ukrainian school for her entire life again she's completely fluent in ukrainian she works and lives in the ukrainian language and she moved to ukraine she was born in canada but my mom moved to ukraine in the 90s and she's been there for almost 30 years at this point but being raised in Canada she definitely still has that kind of connection to Canada that I don't have and never really will I know that when I started school here I really struggled with feeling as if I belonged having this kind of mixed background isn't really common in like the school that I go to
1: I think a common thread between our identities is First of all, having parents that are from places that they don't live or being from a place but not being considered a local while living there the way your mom might feel and my dad feels the same, I'm sure. Um, but also not being half and half. I know so many people that struggle with identity, but it's just because, oh, one parent's from this country and one parent's from that country, so where am I from? But for me, it's like, well, both my parents are Ukrainian. Like I can't say I'm half Canadian, half Ukrainian, because my dad's side of the family, the side that's supposed to be Canadian, is way more Ukrainian. They celebrate way more traditions. The language they speak is much more pure, but none of them have passports. None of them live there at all. So how are they more or less? And I think it's an awful thing to try and quantify, but when you're trying to communicate with, with other people and have other people understand you and understand where your emotions are coming from. It's hard to not, to not try and simplify your identity as much as possible to make it easy to communicate. I think that's something I've really been struggling with. Is like I want people to know me as well as possible to know exactly where I'm coming from when I say things. But when I try to simplify it to communicate it and make it memorable, I'm just taking out all the nuances that make my identity so unique and important.
0: Yeah, and I, I remember at our old school at PSI, we had this thing called International Night, and it was this huge celebration of all the places that people in our community were from.
1: And us, where do we fit into that? I remember when we had to sign up for,
0: like, what country you're
1: from, or even just planning what you wear. Everyone dresses up, everyone wears their their traditional national attire. I'm like, well, what? Like, do I wear, like, a hockey jersey? And it's like a Vishivanka? do I wear like a vinok and some ice skates like what's the what's the appropriate outfit to be wearing here and I found it was so much easier to identify as Canadian while living in Ukraine because no one asked any questions right like most of my upbringing was either Ukraine or Canada with like the two years in Jordan but now I'm not in either of those countries so like when I was in Canada I was a Ukrainian in Canada when I was in Ukraine I was a Canadian in Ukraine now what
0: yeah and I, I remember distinctly, let me backtrack a second, just to like clarify, this international night was this massive celebration of something like 60 countries that were represented at our school. And like, that was an incredible experience, just having like that many people from that many places. And I, as a holder of like a U.S. passport and a Canadian passport as well, was really confused because like, I didn't know if I was American. I had never, never felt American but apparently my brother did. And so he marched with the Americans and I marched with the Canadians. And I always felt this like weird connection to Canada and was really proud of that identity and kind of questioned whether I would even fit into the Ukrainian community at that school. And I remember just kind of thinking, oh, well, my mom doesn't make borscht, doesn't make vedenke every so often. Like we have a lot of different dynamics in our family that aren't commonplace or really seen in Ukrainian families. And I remember as well, I did the Ukrainian Saturday program at our school. And through that program, you would eventually graduate with a Ukrainian diploma as well as the IB diploma. I remember when the revolution happened in 2014, uh, and. Putin started like moving into Crimea and annexed Crimea, uh, we fled to Canada and we like tried to ensure, or my parents tried to ensure my brother and my safety. And we moved to Canada for like three months. And that is the extent of the period of time that I have spent outside of Ukraine. And coming back, I don't know why or for what reason, but I never continued that program. And so not only Did my level of Ukrainian language drop? But I just felt this even more disconnect from the Ukrainian community at our school and like my identity as a Ukrainian. Kind of speaking to your point, like in Ukraine, I was Canadian because I wasn't like Ukrainian enough to be Ukrainian in like that country. And here I'm not Canadian apparently um and don't feel Canadian and people don't see me as Canadian they see me as a foreigner and I am Ukrainian and so when I introduced myself at school I just kind of assumed the role of being Ukrainian um and yeah I, like I think that conflict identity definitely speaks to what like we both experienced
1: yeah I totally agree I remember being at school and always, like, playing the role of a Canadian, playing it up, always like, oh, watching hockey last night, and, wow, those hockey players, and, oh, you guys don't know what the cold really feels like, and being the one to wear, like, a short sleeve T-shirt in the middle of December and be like, oh, I can handle it, I'm Canadian. And I never really questioned that until the war started and my family went to Canada. I think that's one thing that separates our experiences is I was – meant to be in Ukraine that was where I was supposed to be for the rest of 2022 um and when the war started and we went to Canada well obviously that's a lot to handle even if you are sure of your identity but especially if you're not sure of your identity that was really challenging and suddenly being in Canada other times I've been in Canada it was like oh I'm going home it was our own free will we showed up we were like oh we were homesick we missed this food we missed this tv show and speaking the language and things like that and this time around it was so different because I finally had this strong strong motivation to claim my Ukrainian identity yeah. whereas before not that it wasn't important but there wasn't there wasn't motive there wasn't I wasn't trying to be like everyone else and trying to fit in while living in Ukraine because first of all, I'd look stupid if I try to speak Ukrainian. I know I can't speak it well. If my whole atmosphere operates in English, why question that? And suddenly I'm trying to reclaim my Ukrainian identity and navigate what that looks like without knowing the language and without really growing up there but not while being there, which is really, really confusing. And I'm kind of grasping at straws to feel that connection, not realizing how valuable it was to me until it was taken away.
0: Yeah. And I think, especially when the war started, and we'll definitely get into this in our next episode about like February 24th itself and just kind of the very like early days of the war. Um, But I remember when the war started, and like throughout the war in the springtime, especially, I was encouraged by my Ukrainian family here uh, to go to all these like Ukrainian events, all these beneficiary concerts, all these you know, bazaars, all these like places that I should have been able to connect with people. And obviously, I went to the beneficiary concerts, I went to the bazaars to support Ukraine, I went to all those things. But the whole time, I was kind of grasping at this idea of, do I really fit in here? And these people don't really identify as Ukrainian. They identify as Ukrainian-Canadian. And I remember I was at this bazaar, and it was at the Ukrainian Museum of Canada uh, in Ontario. And it's on Spadina for all the people in Toronto. And it was this you know, big bazaar, and I helped volunteer at it and they provided lunch. And I remember sitting at this table and realizing how old the Ukrainian population in Canada is and how this like massive, massive wave of Ukrainians came to Canada as little babies during like World War I and Two, and how they are really the root of the Ukrainian Canadian community and there's there's a lot of confusion for me around that you know the ukrainians that i know here are all kids of kids of kids of ukrainian immigrants and they're all like the great-grandchildren of ukrainian immigrants and it's been really hard for me to find that connection because i identify far more strongly to ukraine as opposed to canada
1: yeah, I had the exact same struggle when the war started, I went to Canada, I was surrounded by Ukrainian Canadians, like diaspora Ukrainians, like my grandfather's generation, who all their parents came from Ukraine, and their, their kids, like my dad's generation, and even their kids, everyone feels so strongly about Ukraine, and rightfully so, like, that's your that's your identity. That's your national, like not your nationality, but your national identity and your heritage. And you should be proud of that. And I think there's so much power that comes through that and that connection you have of being there. I realized the hard way that that wasn't my space. Going to these church fundraisers for Ukraine, obviously I'm I'm going to show up. I'm going to support them. I'm going to wear all my Ukrainian stuff, even though most of it I left in Ukraine when the war started. I wasn't really, I was planning on visiting my grandpa for two weeks when we left. So I really wasn't, wasn't thinking about going to like benefit concerts and church dinners and things like that so I didn't even bring my Ukrainian clothes but being there I realized like this space that should be mine as someone who has lived in Canada and someone who feels Ukrainian who has Ukrainian ethnicity and heritage wasn't my space at all even I know I know for you it was a uh, a stark difference between seeing your own age compared to all the other people in that space. But for me, it was seeing people my own age and even those younger than me, like my cousins and how they feel so much more sure in their community and in their identity because they have others that feel the same way. And for me, it's hard because I don't fit into the space of people that are biracial, binational that come from two distinct like lineages. I have like a shared lineage. Both my parents come from the same part of Ukraine. They come from the the western part of Ukraine, but the experiences are so different. Being diaspora, half diaspora Ukrainian and half authentically Ukrainian, and especially considering that my upbringing wasn't in Ukraine, I don't relate to Ukrainians in Ukraine. So, what does that what does that look like, and what does just reclaiming that national identity look like, especially under such dire circumstances, it's, it's hard to wrap your head around. And just building off of that, I had really come to terms with the fact that I'm not going to ever have a definite answer about my own national identity. And I think that's fine. Not every, not every question needs to have an answer. But navigating that throughout the war and trying to feel valid in my own processing and my own communication and trying to motivate people and educate them about what's going on in Ukraine while not always feeling valid in that has been particularly difficult.
0: The other thing is I think for me especially with this kind of like questioning identity and I don't know if you experienced this as well But I remember, like, I was not in Ukraine when the war started. I was at home safely in Canada. I wasn't, like, under bomb threat. And so in addition to this kind of uncertainty and, like, whole rethinking of my personal identity, there was also this feeling of all these people that I claim to belong to all the like this nationality that I claim to belong to, all these people are going through something that I will never know, that I will never experience, that I have the privilege not to experience. And that was quite difficult for me to manage, I think. And just, you know, I, I'm an aspiring urban planner and my absolute dream, like what I want to do with my life is to go and rebuild Ukraine. When I eventually have the means to. And like, I, I just know within me that I will spend my life in Ukraine. And, you know, part of me is asking myself, how can I possibly go back to Ukraine? Claiming for so many years during my time in Canada that I am a Ukrainian. And then not having experienced anything that these people have gone through that my colleagues, my friends, my, you know, mentors, my, employer have gone through and just leaving a country that's like a country i know and the country that i really truly feel that i belong to and coming back after this insane change this absolutely like mind-boggling change how can i come back to that new country that completely different country and still claim that I was Ukrainian.
1: I completely agree. For me, I definitely don't see as much of a certain future in Ukraine. And to a certain extent, I can't even imagine being back there. It feels, even though it was just months ago, it feels like an eternity away. It feels like a different life. It feels like I was a different person when I was there. And I'm grateful for how much I've grown through, through all this. And I'm so, so grateful for my privilege not to have experienced that. But trying to be grateful for your privilege and your survival and your security while also feeling this, at least for me, this imposter syndrome of claiming to be Ukrainian without having this massive shared trauma in that same way of being there and going through it with everyone not that I'm not going through it and not that I'm so separate from everyone, but not being there. It really, it's, it's really tough. And how can I feel like I'm doing my part and how can I stop feeling guilty for, for, for being here, for being not in Ukraine and not, not giving my life, not being on the front lines, not, not doing my absolute most at every moment of the day. How can I still protect my own mental health and my own security and safety? Massive questions and <laughs> there really aren't answers. I think that's why conversations like this are important, that we can begin to understand who we are and how we fit into it, while also acknowledging the importance of everyone who is there and how grateful we are for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just the incomprehensible amount of effort and work and dedication and absolute adoration. And like, there's no word for the Ukrainian people. There's, there's nothing to describe the what they have done and what they continue to do every single day. I mean, I think the nuances in this conversation are really interesting. And the nuances of, you know, Ukrainian boarding students who were abroad, Ukrainian people who have Ukrainian passports, exchange students, right? Uh, people who were on vacation, people who never returned to Ukraine after the war started, people who, you know, people in Western Ukraine versus people in Mariupol. Like, you can't weigh those. There's, there's no way that you can weigh those different experiences and not come up with these problems i find partial security in this idea that no one in ukraine has the same experience and that everyone kind of dealt with this and was in a different position in terms of the war
1: that's so reassuring to hear i definitely i have a friend here at my university who who feels this distance from the war because she was doing a semester abroad while the war started. So it's been over a year since she was in Ukraine. And and she feels weird about that. And I, I completely understand because I, I feel the same way to a certain extent. Uh, but it's really reassuring to hear you say, like, even the people that are there, every person's experience is different.
0: I think the label of a third culture kid is really interesting and really important, especially for you and I. And just for our audience, a third culture kid is a kid or like a person who grew up in a culture that is not their own and not their parents' culture. And I think you and I, Sonia, fall somewhere in between that, um, somewhere within that huge label of people who don't necessarily identify with where they live or don't, can't fully identify with that or don't feel they're valid enough in that identity. And I think kind of the label I've tried to adopt is just a third culture kid who's still like finding their their identity and still navigating that identity.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot to learn from third culture kids in the way that they understand the, the word you said, nuances, like the nuances of your identity, I think is really important. And I've seen, I've seen people go through that. And at a certain point, I would have totally considered myself a third culture kid, especially when I lived in Jordan. That was me being the daughter of a Canadian father, a Ukrainian mother, because I was simplifying things so much and living in Jordan. So I had the two cultures of my parents, and then I was living in that third culture. I think that's where the term comes from. But then being in Ukraine, I was another culture kid. Was I even a second culture kid? Was, was that right. my first culture like you right. really can't say and i think there's a lot of comfort in the third culture kid community but i definitely can't claim that label either
0: yeah so i think that has been quite a quality introduction to us to sonia and i and to the like the podcast and the episodes themselves definitely looking forward to recording those with you and producing those and yeah for us to just keep telling ukrainian stories could not agree more see you in the next episode